there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Latest news at the World Cup, so it's good news for Australia. They're through to the last 16, along with France, despite the fact that France lost just a few moments ago, 1-0 to Tunisia. Australia, a one-goal victory against Denmark. Here at home, we'll hear from Michael Beale, his first interview since joining Rangers a couple of days ago, and already he's cancelled this weekend's friendly, which was going to be on behind closed doors against Swansea City. He wants to concentrate on training and formations and getting to know the full squad some new faces for him before any kind of action whatsoever. And for Celtic, well, Aaron Moy is going to be away a little bit longer. And for Bacchus of St Mirren, some other players, Rowles, um, Cammy Devlin, Nathaniel Atkinson, quite a few for Hearts. Mark, first of all, Australia, Aaron Moy impressed everyone at the weekend and they've gone on doing something that we couldn't do. Yeah, uh, it was a you know really good one uh, for Australia. You could see the celebrations at the end there, Paul. Absolutely delighted, Graham Arnold. And the squad, you know, they got off to a, a bad start. They've recovered um, really well, showed uh, good resilience and, you know, beat a really good Denmark team. We know how good Denmark are. You remember mm. the thrashing they gave us in Copenhagen yep. not so long ago, albeit, you know, we gave them a good uh, scene to it uh, at Hamden Park, but a really talented team. Um, Denmark, you know, so credit to to Australia. And it's good as well, as you mentioned there, Paul, five, six, seven uh, Scottish-based um, players. So, you know, it's good for their game too. Football's different though, isn't it? Griezmann scored just a few moments ago in the 99th minute, looked as though France had got the equaliser, although they had been pummeled, hadn't they, for most of the, the yeah. 99 minutes. But uh, it was an offside decision. Yeah, uh, Griezmann thought he'd equalised. It, it looked really good at the time, Paul. And then, of course, 90 seconds later, um, it gets flagged up that he was off. Now, he was clearly offside in the first phase. He didn't challenge for the ball when he was in the offside position. Come back out and onside, then get a knockdown from the Tunisian defender. It's clearly one of those that was down to interpretation because VAR did not rule the goal out they only asked the referee to give his opinion and he decided uh, to rule the goal so it was nice for the Tunisians to, 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 to get that victory and it, albeit they're out but it be really good for their supporters We do our own Go Radio you're part of it along with Barry in a Monday night when we look to see the VAR decisions there have been a few yeah. not as many as we've had at home but mm. Portugal that was controversial wasn't it uh, just the other day yeah yeah um, I've a handball I yeah. thought it was a penalty Paul okay. I viewed it you know James has given it yes yeah. uh, looking at yeah. it and the reason why I think it's a penalty is yes it's not deliberate but it, it, the Uruguayan player's hand changes the course of the direction of the ball and if he doesn't touch it with his hand it might have been Fernandez of Portugal he's actually got it's almost like a one-two and he's going to go through and get a chance on goal 
but that's changed the, the, the hand albeit not deliberate so I can totally understand why that handball was given and I know it looks harsh but I agree with the referee's decision on that one We'll go back to VAR and our own Gar later in the programme too Big games tonight as well the format changing now we've got two in the afternoon yeah. two at night Did you enjoy it when, when it was on all day up in the morning it's on from what 10am I you know, I'm, I'm, you know I like the telly Paul but you feel you, mean, you end up being a, a Total couch potato, but it was. I mean, it was total. You know, it was like the old uh, ten one four seven, wasn't it? It was yep. like, um, <laughs> up uh, up in the morning, and you know, yep. you're, you're right into it, and then you know, it takes you through to nine o'clock. That was um, an eye from you that said no, wasn't it? You're like, aye, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark Guiney, no. not really. Um, you don't mind. No, yeah. not not. For, and I haven't. I have to be honest, Paul. Yeah. Uh, I haven't yet taken to the tournament. What I do like about it is, I think it's wide open. Um, you know, I don't think there's a team. You, you look at England last night. You know, if you to look at England in the six months build up to it, you wouldn't have given them a chance. But tell you what, see now you could not rule England out. I think they've got as good a chance as any nation is going on to winning this. Made in Manchester, of course. I heard that line a couple of times. Mm. Ma- Morris, um, Marcus Rashford with two yeah, goals yeah. and Phil Foden. Phil Foden. Yeah. So I tell you what, was a, I know the pressure was off. Yeah. It was a brilliant finish from Foden. It was a great was ball from Harry Kane. But you know, if you look at the angle where the balls crossed the line, you had to get it really, really tight to get it past Danny Ward. That said, Danny Ward should be saving Rashford's free yeah. kick. It's poor goalkeeping. At that level, that's poor goalkeeping. They definitely missed their number one keeper. Tonight, Poland against Argentina. And you know the line there, of course, is if you were in the Sunday Mail on Sunday, is this the last time we'll see Lionel Messi yeah. in a major tournament? Yes, well, it will be his last tournament of that. There is no doubt. Will this be his last ever game? I think Argentina will get a result. Um, Tough game need. though, isn't yeah, it? Lewandowski uh, uh, yeah, versus absolutely. Messi. And Lewandowski yeah. as well. This could be his last game at a World Cup. Um, two probably so yeah there's a lot at stake but I think Argentina will do enough to get into the last 16 and Saudi Arabia against Mexico take it through mm. both teams could you <laughs> maybe later in the second hour of the pro nobody likes the smart Alec Ball yeah. 08 08 17 17 uh. 700 Scotland's number one pundit couldn't be with us tonight. <laughs> That's terrible. It's Mark Guidi. Oh, I, I was wondering what your fault like, was going no. to be. Uh, I didn't, I'll never forgive Peter Grant for saying, when you, you were so good, saying, oh, Paul deserves a break. And he was like, really? Maybe a lifetime break would be good for the listeners. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Oh. We're loving the football. I sense we can't wait to get back, though, to the yeah. Premiership <clears throat> action and then mm. the Championship and the First and Second Division as well. So much has changed at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst kept secret, it's Michael Beale. Yeah. Back in town as manager, he had an exclusive interview first of all with Sky, and we've got some of it here. Let's what he, hear what he was saying. What about the title challenge? Is it over? Is it real? Is it alive? It's going to be difficult. We know that. I think that Ange has has, has got a team that's in momentum, um, and fair play to him for the job that he's done to this point. My job's to chase them down. The players' job is to chase them down. That's a mentality shift in terms of how we look at things because. When I left here, we were we were the one in front. So now the mentality's shifted and we have to chase them down. It starts with winning all the other games. It doesn't start with the games against them. And we have to get closer. Uh, the most important thing right now is we have to reconnect with our fans in terms of the way that we play. I think that's really, really important. Mark, you always take something from these interviews. Mm. That that was a good part from it, I think. Yeah, it was. Well, first yeah. of all, very respectful to, to Ange Postacoglu and, and to Celtic for the job that, that they've been doing. Um, secondly protecting himself in the previous regime and having a wee dick at, a wee dig at the previous manager and Giovanni as you know when when we left we, we were ahead six um, points now, now yep. we're, we're chasing they were they were ahead so of that there is no doubt that that's a fact but you know what, what I would dispute was they were a team in decline 
they were in decline under Stephen Gerrard and Stephen Gerrard knew that as well Stephen Gerrard could see it because he didn't get what he, what he wanted to do at that transfer window and I know that Michael Beale has hinted at that um, in another part of this interview um, coming up and what Giovanni Van Bronckhurst uh, did so I think he could have actually been um, uh, a wee bit more respectful and showed a wee bit more praise to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst for taking that team to a European uh, final and for winning um, a Scottish Cup which, which Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale um, couldn't do so I thought it might have showed a wee bit more balance with that and that's what's something that Michael Beale will need to get used to and he will get used to it very quickly you know even though I know he's been a manager for, for six months he's had 22 games at QPR but with the great respects at QPR it's it's two men and a dog it's turning up yeah. this is big business <laughs> up here at Rangers this is proper and he'll know that yeah. but he'll only know that from being in the shadow of Stephen Gerrard so now he's said every word I remember Alec McLeish yeah. saying to me when he was manager at at, um, he was at Motherwell of course then he went mm -hmm. to Hibs, Hibs yeah. then he became the manager of Rangers and he was very very successful in his first two years but in his first couple of months I remember speaking to Alec he says God he says, um, he says when I was at Motherwell and Hibs he said I could speak to the media and I know the media's changed as well now Paul okay. the landscape the yeah. newspapers and but he said I'd speak to the media and um, could speak for for an hour and a half Yeah, he said and I'd get 10 paragraphs uh -huh. in the paper he says Rangers manager he says I speak for two minutes See, and it's a back page and then says, but yeah. and, they're, and they're, they're always looking for an angle, and you get it. And that's what Michael Beale uh, will need. will need to get used to uh, very quickly. Every word he says is under the microscope. And with that, for every manager of Celtic and Rangers over the years, that's what I feel for them, Paul. Because you could speak for a half an hour and get everything spot on, yeah. one word, one word out of place, and pff, all hell can break loose. Sure. So yes, of course, ultimately it comes down to what you do in the partner Saturday, but it's also how you handle things in the public eye when you're manager of Rangers and that's something he'll need to get right very quickly but Paul regardless of who went in whether it was Michael Beale or anybody they've got a hell of a task in their yeah. hand to go and try and uh, catch Celtic a hell of a task so much has been said about his relationship with uh, the Rangers team many of them still there they won the title 18-19 months ago 25 points ahead of Celtic seems a long long time ago but he wanted to speak he was asked here on Sky um, about his relationship with the squad I wasn't that close to the players to be honest in terms of like, you know, friends. I was never anyone's friend. I was always a bit of a disciplinarian, really, out on the training pitch. I was the moaner of the staff, of the previous staff, and uh, that was my job to take train and drive standards. I was close to the players, but I was never anyone's friend. Uh, so I feel that, that that's not an issue. Uh, the fact we live an unbelievable experience together, I think knows, uh, we know, I know, the players know that we can we can recreate and, and build something strong and special again. So that actually gives confidence, but it's not, a, it's not a case of me coming back in here and having a million friends in the, in the playing staff. I do in the, uh, the support staff. Mark, I wasn't that close to the players, he said, yeah. because I have heard that in recent days that he and Stephen, Stephen Jarrett sat a bit removed from the players and it was maybe more Gary McAllister was more the, uh, the in-between the players and the managers. Yeah, yeah, it could be. You know, Paul, regardless of what happened um, when he was there, a year ago when he was part of Stephen Gerrard's backroom team that stopped Celtic from winning 10 in a row won, won the 55th title all that kind of stuff then great but Matter's not a jot now sure. it's yeah. what matters what happens he's got, he's got a 9 point yeah. gap to go and try and make up and what he's got to do first and foremost to get his marker down as best he can is beat Hibs on the 15th of December and take it from there so he's got a home game live on, on Sky in front of 50,000 Rangers fans that's his first job 
Go and win a game of football as a manager of Rangers. Get your first one under your belt. Move on from there. 0808 17 17 700. You can call Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, or join the conversation at Go Football Show. G-A-R. The Go-assisted referee on the Go Radio Football Show with jojunk.co.uk. The right decision when it comes to same-day rubbish removal. Yeah, we mentioned it's back on Mondays uh, during the normal season, but let's have it tonight as well for the World Cup because Navid is on the line from Shawland. Good evening, Navid. Oh, hi, Paul. Lovely to be on the show. Great to hear you. How are you? How's Shawland tonight? Oh, it's uh, snowing tonight. No <laughs> I know, you're only two miles from us. We've got Mark Guidi here. I know we kicked off the show talking about, well, uh, you know, that uh, goal that was chalked off, France against Tunisia, but also Portugal the other night getting that penalty. Did you see it? Yeah, I did see it. And I thought that, I thought that, I thought they were unlucky to be to be given the penalty against them, the Uruguayans. Uh, because the Uruguayan man just... The player just had a normal reaction. A lot of physics. When you fall back, you put your hands down. So I don't see how that could be deemed as an unnatural action. I know we've got VAR issues everywhere. Celtic have suffered it. Rangers have suffered it. But I just felt they were really lucky to be to be awarded that penalty against them. I'm with you, Navid. I yeah. agree. And um, Mark, did you, you did have an interesting take on it that I hadn't yeah. thought of? No, look, look. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it's very unlucky. But when you look at it. The handball for me has denied a goal-scoring opportunity uh, because it's changed the course, the direction of the ball, um, and therefore I, th- I think the referee has to give a penalty under that circumstance. It's not that it, you know it's hit his hand and not affected because I think Fernandez is going to run on it yeah, to get to get I, a I crack sixteen yards out. Yeah. Sorry, I disagree. The ball hit his hand. The ball hit his I, hand. I just thought yeah, but I think I think, I think with that thing, Navid, that's where it, it absolutely comes down to opinion. It's not factual. Yeah. It's it's down to opinion. Well, and I I on this occasion, um, I agree because I think it, unfortunately it is an accident. There's no doubt it's not deliberate, but in this circumstance, um, it's denied a goal scoring opportunity. Navid two one. So you you seen, and I. Are we seeing every? Are we seeing every handball in the box in a penalty? No, no, I never said that. I didn't say that. I'm saying this is the, well, the it's changed the course of the ball. What we've seen with the VAR. I mean, you could to me that this VAR process needs to be looked at again. I just think it's it's got so many. And in my opinion, you should have professional players actually looking at the VARs. Yeah, um, Navid, it's not it's not VAR that's the problem. It's the fact that the if you want to find fault in it in the handball rule, it's the fact that it's left open to interpretation. Yeah. That it's not VAR. VAR's not the problem with it. All VAR's done is, is flag it up to the referee, and the referee's made a made a call. So VAR's actually not at fault here. It's um, the fact that it's well, open I to disagree. interpretation. Celtic were denied a penalty at half time against Hearts when it yeah. was a handball. So oh, the, Michael, it, the Michael Smith why one. Well, why did VAR not interrupt? Well, VAR, well VAR, VAR should have. That's what I'm saying. So therefore, VAR 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 was doing its job properly at the World Cup in this game because it's flagged it up to the referee. Whereas that game you're you're referring to at Tynecastle, Nick Walsh was the referee and Stephen McLean was VAR. And Stephen McLean, by the way, I don't know how Nick Walsh missed it in the first place, sure. but Stephen McLean should have flagged it up. So that's not VAR's fault. That was an individual's fault. So VAR's actually good because it's highlighted the fact there's been a, a handball for them to see, but the VAR official was chosen not to to bring it to the attention of um, Stephen McLean, the match referee at Tynecastle. Oh, sorry, Nick Walsh, the yeah. match referee, and that's where the problem was. So again, having VAR 
it's good, Navi, but it's it's the people who use VAR that need to actually get better in some circumstances. Navi, is it wasting your enjoyment of the game? I mean, it is here to stay. There's nothing we can do. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think it just takes too long. I think. Yeah. I think they should have a, a common sense approach to VAR um, in terms of handballs. I just think if, if a striker hits, hits the ball of a player in the penalty box. He's got nine, nine times out of ten they're going to get a penalty, which I think sure. is wrong. Well, it's going to become a tactic now, isn't it? You you may as yeah. well play the ball towards the defender's I mean, arm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't see... I, I just think we should go back to the referees making decision. There's controversy for you. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right because the referees now um, can give it to the VAR official. Listen, to the World Cup, Cameron Carter-Vickers last night came on and played for USA and they're through to the last 16. Yeah, I'm glad they, I'm glad they played well, but uh, I've got to be honest, I can't wait for the proper football to come back. <laughs> We're the same, actually. Uh, definitely, it's just I mean, not the same I without Scotland. I yeah. World Cup because mm. it's totally anti anti seasonal. We'll call it. Sure, it should be in the summer, but that's a that's a political issue. We know that. No, I know it was. It's wrong. We went there for all the wrong reasons. Navid, what are you thinking? Michael Beale in at Rangers. We're just hearing from him just now. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. I think he showed a lot. He showed a lack of class to Geo, my opinion. By what? In terms of uh, you know the, the, the things that were reported in the press that Aberdeen gave, and also having a dig at Geo. Geo's hands were tied by the board, so you can't blame Geo for that. And also, I don't think Geo had responsibility for the players, and and just had total responsibility for the Celtic uh, buying policy compared to the previous regime under Neil Lennon. And, and Mr Lawwell when it was a total disaster in that last season Mark um, it has been, it was tough for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst I think with hindsight coming up for the Aberdeen game four or five weeks ago when they just you know was just after the Liverpool game yeah. that, that everyone in football says you shouldn't do that should you? That was wrong yeah. shouldn't have been there shouldn't have been at the game absolutely not certainly not in the director's box so no um, class, yeah opinion. it was it was, it was a total uh, wrong judgment call. A wrong, a wrong judgment call yeah. um, from from um, Michael Beale. Yeah. But, but hopefully he'll learn from things like that. And at the end of the day, he's a manager now, yeah. and that's it. And I had sympathy for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, but I understand the decision why the Rangers board have, have decided to relieve him of his duties a lot. I, I, I maybe I've stuck by him, but you look at results and it's hard to justify keeping him in a job. But like I said, Paul, regardless mm-hmm. of who's in charge now, and it's Michael Beale, and good luck to him. But face a hell of a task. Sure. Um, and I don't know if he's been asked it in this interview that we're playing from Sky or if he's going to be asked it I think he does a lot of media stuff tomorrow uh, Michael Beale but it would be an interesting point because it was never it was never clarified under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst who is mainly responsible for recruitment mm-hmm. yep so let, let's get that's that the question yeah yep. let's clear that up because I'm sure that's a conversation that Michael Beale will have had before you accept a job okay I know Ross Welsh you're director of football I've got a chief exec and I've got this and I've got that and I've got the next thing What's my role in it? Do I get final say? What's my role? Can I recommend players or, or not? If I want to sell somebody, if I want to tell you to get rid of Alfredo Morelos in January, will you do it? Or, or, or am I not allowed to make those kind of calls? So any manager who wants to gun, and because therefore it, 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 it stops any uncertainty, any arguments when the January window comes around because it's set in stone, it's in black and white. What your role is as manager or head coach and what your role is as director of football and who, when it comes down to it, who has the final say when it comes to matters about players? Because Navid, uh, you maybe know that on Thursday night last week we had Martin and Elon, one of the, the great managers, and he was obviously oh, yeah. in charge. You know, he said yeah, that Dermot that. Desmond said, 
get on with it take you control you run the football club mm-hmm. and that's what you need and he did did you enjoy Martin O'Neill yeah. It was, it was brilliant and I'm hopeful I'll probably go along and get his book signed as well hopefully he'll make you a cup of tea that's what he said to Laurie he said he would make some tea oh, tomorrow at Waterson's great, at one I think <laughs> that was a great bit of banter that with Laurie Laurie's always a, a treasure he's a national treasure I think <laughs> Navi thanks for joining us tonight show. Oh, well it could happen somebody <laughs> did say that if uh, if we're on holiday Laurie can ask one question that'll take the two hours thanks Navid look Cheers, after Navid. yourself okay, Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. good banter there with Navid there a Celtic fan yeah. who um, making some good points as well I, 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 think, yep. I think I'm in the minority oh, about the, the, yeah, penalty, that, the, yeah. the, uh, with the yeah. Portugal uh, Uruguay and he's uh, not letting go. that one go with Nick Walsh is he and uh, McLean the, no, the look, it's gone now yeah. and you know in terms of Controversy. It was probably a good thing that Celtic won the game because it would probably still be rumbling on uh, even more so now. But at the end of the day, it was the wrong call. It was 100% a penalty kick to Celtic that afternoon. This is the 150th anniversary of the world's first ever football international. We know what the game was: Scotland against England. Mm. Only maybe three miles from here, mm. at uh, the old Queens Park. Yeah. Oh, was it Queens Park? Uh, no, 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 it was Party. I think Partick, you're right yeah, on that Partick, one. Yeah. yeah, the cricket ground. So, yep, 150 years ago. 0808 17 17 700. If you were at the game, you're the <laughs> oldest person in the world. Give us a call here on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. And some other news, the Brazil legend, I think the greatest ever footballer, uh, Pele, has been admitted to hospital. Uh, ongoing concern about cancer. He has... Uh, He's had issues for years, mm. but I mean, what an ambassador and what a player before our time. Mm. But my goodness, properly, wow! I think he'd be, you know, again, it's not factual; it's all opinion. But I wouldn't argue anybody that says Pelly's been the greatest ever. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Hugh Kevens will remember him, I would imagine. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Your call next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. Radio Football Show, the World Cup editions, the one-hour special. Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi, and tomorrow night the return of the former Rangers captain. He'll be here. Barry Ferguson back in the studio tomorrow night. A lot's happened. He mm. spoke about Michael Beale before yeah. he left. He was very respectful to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst as well. But I think Barry thought there was probably going to be change. Yeah. But nobody's really known what went wrong with that squad, Mark. No, I, Paul, I think it had, it had peaked. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, what, what Stephen Gerrard and, and Michael Beale and Gary McCarthy and the rest of the staff, they, they, they'd managed to, you know, get, get the most out of it. Really good performances and results in Europe. They won the title. Um, that season as we've said to stop Celtic doing 10 it was a massive um, title in, in, in Rangers history um, and then I think the people, because at that point Stephen Gerrard's pretty much on record we can see it you know the, the evidence is there in the last three transfer windows there's not been the level um, of investment that, that the managers would probably have wanted Gerrard and Van Bronckers but, but I totally understand the board's position you know they, they, they were pumping money in yeah. various loans whatever it was get in and at some point they need to get their money mm. back out it wasn't the donations to the best of my knowledge it was loans so you know you, you've got to, you can't just keep pumping money in um, and they've managed to at the moment create a a, a player uh, trading model of yeah. you know buying cheap and selling expensive although at the moment not a lot of players that you could say in the Rangers squad that you would get more than 10, 10 million for I can't really think of any off the top of my head so they need to go and recreate that that's down to Ross Wilson you know to go and you know really start getting to work um, again then on the park you know week to week it's up to Michael Beale and listen congratulations to him for getting yeah. the Rangers job you know hell of a job to get 
six months as a manager 22 first team mm-hmm. games and he's a manager of, of Rangers so um, good luck to him and uh, he's got a hell of a job in his hands but you know when you're the manager of Rangers you've got 50,000 fans behind you mm-hmm. ultimately you're in a two horse race every year sure. um, Paul that's so what you're judged by so isn't it yeah, it's yeah. About just try to get the best your point. and if you're Michael Beale the first game is the most important Hibs at home but he'll, he'll look at that chunk of five mm-hmm. that takes you up to the Celtic game at Ibrox in January the 2nd and if he can come out of that with 15 points then you know what a chance he'll give himself if Celtic go into that game with victories as well and can come away from Ibrox um, uh, unbeaten mm-hmm. with a draw or with, with three points then you know the title's in the bag so the, the only chance for Michael Beale is to get 15 points in these next five games and then we've, we've, we've got we've got what would resemble a title race on. Injuries have been a huge factor this season for Rangers. Michael Beale spoke to Sky about the injured players and how he wants to stamp his his mark on the club. That area needs to clean up, that's fair to say. We cannot use it as an excuse. That's really important. We don't use that as an excuse moving forward. We need to get them players fit. They're fighting and working day in, day out to, to get back. I think I have to create an identity that the fans are really excited about it starts with us inside the players being energized by it i need to drive the standards and i have to be myself you know regardless the last two managers i say uh steven i thought did an incredible job here in the time i was here where he took the club from from where it started geos took that on now i need to add my stamp with my staff and it is a management team as well it's not just myself good point be himself got to be paul the word is he is an outstanding coach tactician mm-hmm. yeah apparently he he is special oh, he's right up there yeah he's right up there you know, I've spoken to a couple of players that will you know remain nameless but a couple of high profile players played at a very good level can I guess who, who, and, and they said um, best coach I've ever worked with best ever yeah so wow. that that's yeah. a that's a hell of a compliment and quite an endorsement of, of Michael B, Michael Beale's attributes as a coach but he's now the manager or head coach of Rangers, whatever yeah. way you want to word that. He's the manager, it's, isn't he? It's, yeah. it's a massive job and it's not just about being able to coach Monday to Friday. Unfortunately, I'm sure he would just love that, but you know yourself, Paul, it's everything else that comes. Yeah. It's all sure. consuming. You can't just go away and switch off and leave it to the managers. All of a sudden, you're when you're preparing for training, putting a session on, bump, 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 yeah. bump, then you maybe get two and a half or three years of media duties later on that yeah. day. You need to attend a supporters function. You need to yeah. go to your board meeting. Yeah. So it is proper 24 hours a day uh, business but listen he's a young man very early in his managerial career you can tell he's enthusiastic saying all the right things at the moment one thing is well, I think he's brought most of his staff from QPR yeah three of them with him yeah. so it'll be interesting to see that if this uh, dynamic that we thought was going to be introduced from here on in was that you must have a, a sort of former player on the staff yeah. like like a constant so yeah. if anything ever happens for example if Michael Beard not been appointed yesterday um, somebody for the, the youth team was taken was take, so they don't have that that um, constant uh, and understand why that they'd maybe want to put that um, why the football club would maybe want to put that in place Neil Banfield Harry Watling and Damien Matthew who was a scout for Celtic for a short yeah. time after he left uh, Charlton right back to Michael Beale um, what about Kent and Morelos this is interesting I think that's ongoing uh, certainly I'll get to have an opinion on that but that's been ongoing they're two players that I worked well with previously. I've obviously known Ryan and his family since he was 14. So there's a, a strong strong relationship there built over trust over 10 years. And when I was here previously, they were both excellent, at, you know, in, in different ways. You know, in Alfredo in terms of the goals he scored and, and Ryan in terms of the way that he entertained people and got on the ball and took the game to the opponents. 
I think they're capable of more than they're showing right now. That's fair to say. But there'll be reasons, they'll have their own reasons for that and we're working away at it. But I trust both players. And um, we've played this out as a club before with Connor Goldson and his contract situation. And sometimes if a player wants to see and they want to take the time, there's no problem. It's fine. You know, you sign the contract, we keep talking. I think the option's both ways with both players as well. It's not just the, the, it's not, the cards ain't in Ryan and Alfredo's hands, if you like. We also want to create a stronger range as moving forward with or without those players, ideally with them. Mark, your take on that? Well, the, the 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 last line there, we we want to improve and ideally with them. So what he's saying is, I know Ryan Kent. I think I can get the best out of Ryan Kent. I know Fred Morelos. I think I can get better out of him. He did say that the two of them are, are capable of better. They've not been shown enough. But what you get with Morelos, if it's me, Paul, if I'm a manager, a new manager again, in, I would look at at Morelos' history. And Michael Beale will be well aware. There's a great phrase goes around the coaching circles. All the, all the programmes and all the courses when they're talking about players and how you deal with problem players. And the saying is, a leopard never changes its spots. So you can give a player one, right, okay, twice you'll give him a second chance. See, after that, you, may, you know it like that. You're never going to change him. I think that applies to Morelos. So what Michael be on is, if I get Morelos to extend his contract, every so often I'm going to face a problem. He's going to let me down because the history is there, the evidence is there of that happening as well. Does he want to have that extra headache uh, as manager a couple of times a season or does he feel it's worth the pain because he knows what he'll get from him on, on a Saturday or do you think do you know what I'd rather cut my tie Alfredo's been here maybe about six years now he's been brilliant uh, servant the club great goals etc etc but I'd rather move on from that because I think it's best for the club best for me as manager and best for Alfredo we don't get a different challenge with Ryan Kent he said a relationship there 10-11 years going back to him as a teenager so I would think that if there's one guy that can really get the arm around the shoulder and get into Ryan Kent's head, because Ryan Kent is a match winner. He's a game changer. As we've said many times, he should be ripping it up a week-to-week basis here in the SPFL Premiership. And if Michael Beale can get Ryan Kent to go and reproduce that kind of form, then that those five games that I'm talking about, all of a sudden you've got a chance of going and winning them. Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi. We're here with Macklin Motors. And Mark, I was reading that he went to Sao Paulo as a yeah, assistant manager, coach, as a yeah. young coach. Yeah. And that's quite a... I mean, yeah. that does take guts. Yeah. So this is someone that we know something of when he was at Rangers, but you wouldn't yeah. hear too much because it was Stephen Gerrard yeah. was absolutely the manager. Uh-huh. But we know about his coach. But to go to Sao Paulo, the mm-hmm. biggest city in Brazil, and to go and you know, work in your craft, improve... Mm-hmm. That, that takes bottle. Yeah, it, it does, you know. Um, as I say, he's, he's one of those uh, guys in the game who's, who's made his name in coaching, didn't make his name in the game um, as a player. So he's gone away, studied it, you know, he's written books on it. Like I said, Paul, a couple of players that I've spoken to said, you know, and I'm not saying it to, you know, I trust him to, to be honest with me, that the best coach that they've worked with. And they've worked with some wow. really good coaches. And they've coaches. played under him. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, okay. so, um, so right away, there's a massive tick. It's now him coping with all the extra stresses that come along with being the manager uh, of Rangers because it's it's relentless. And, and as we know, you want to look at it down the road, 22 games in charge, nine victories out of 22. You'll not get that at Rangers. Sure. But with the greatest respect, it should be easier to win games at Rangers than it was at QPR because sure. you're yeah. working with the, 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 the second best, at the moment, the second best squad in the league, whereas QPR was maybe the eighth or ninth you know best squad down and there. not a so. huge budget. There's no, not a lot of money there no. at the moment. So yeah. up here, he knows yeah. one thing that he does know. He knows the Scottish game. You know, he's only been away a year. 
He left November last year with Stephen Gerrard. Six months at Villa then moved on to become his own man. Um, but he knows that himself. Just go and win games of football. What the Rangers fans will look for um, is, OK, let's go back 20 years when Alec McLeish took over from Dick Advocat. Really good squad, but Advocat has stopped getting the best out of him. Wasn't a great harmony in the dressing room. Big Alec came in in December time, pretty much the same. Took over, won two cups. Then they stopped Celtic for winning the league, but that was never going to happen that season. But, but he made trophies. a fight of it. Yeah. He the, uh-huh. you know, for example, remember, he brought Ronald De Boer back to life. You know, he, he was terrific. Came up with a new system to, to, to really spread Celtic, to exploit their, their uh, back three for Mason that had worked ever so well and actually forced Martin O'Neill to go to a back four uh, the following season because he used to use Kinesia and Lovin Kranz. Yeah. So he found wee ways Stretch to try and get it. Celtic. Yeah. Because I'm never going to be able to stop Celtic set pieces because they'd Baldy yeah. and they'd Volharin sure. and they'd Mialbi and Petrov, Sutton, yep. Lambert. Um, no Lambert. Um, no, uh, Larson. Yep. Um, apologies, Paul. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he, he found a way. Sure. That's what Michael Beale's got to go and do because he said, well, not a huge war chest, mm-hmm. Paul. So what he has to do is get the best out of what he's got or get better out of what he's got and then try and bring in one, two bits of quality in January. So he's working at it already. He's cancelled a be- behind-closed-doors game at the weekend with Swansea. That's interesting. And he wants to work. He's working today, tomorrow, with the players. We'll be working fast every single day to build. We need to grow every single day. And we, we, need, we need to work right now. The boys are aware of that. We've started the last two days. It's fair to say that um, it is slightly different to the work they have been doing. And it's even slightly different to the work that we did here previous. You know, Stephen was the manager, Gary was the assistant, and I was the first team coach. That was the hierarchy then. We all worked very well together, but it's fair to say I've got some slight subtle changes to that. And obviously that will be different to the last 68 games I've had with Gio. So even though I'm coming back in and I know the players, we have to go through all that again and build this team again under my ideas uh, and the staff alongside me. Okay, he was also telling Sky about his uh, affection for Rangers. I followed the, the last year closely from afar as a, as a supporter of the players, a supporter of the club, a supporter of the board and what they were trying to do. And I thought Gio came in with his staff and did fantastically well. The run to, to get to the Europa League final was extraordinary for a Scottish team. The teams they beat, the way they did it, the passion... The adversity as well in terms of losing Jimmy Bell during that period, right just before that, them go games with Leipzig. So when someone does something like that, you naturally think that the team's on the up and for whatever reason this, this season, it hasn't gone as well as maybe they liked. Mark, what do you make of that? Well, first of all, just I'll, I'll, I'll need to correct yeah. myself because I said earlier, you know, 20 minutes ago that he, he didn't give uh, Giovanni Van Brockhorst enough credit, he so that's been addressed yeah, in sure. that clip. So credit Agreed. to him for that. He's yeah. addressed it and um, given uh, Giovanni Van Brockhorst um, uh, credits where it's due, um, they called it an, an extraordinary run to a European final. So credit to Michael Beale. I like what he said there um, as well, Paul. We we insight into Michael Beale. Mm-hmm. So if we take our mind back a couple of years, the, 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 the season that Rangers won the league, Celtic nil Rangers 2 at Celtic Park. Um, first old firm game under COVID no yeah. fans in and, right. and yep. Barkas played in goals for Celtic and um, all that kind of stuff if you, if you go back and look at that 90 minutes and look at it tactically the way Rangers played out with the two goals then Michael Beale worked tirelessly in the training ground I think there was like I think it was maybe an international break leading up to the game so he had eight or nine days to work with players that weren't away in international duty that, that played key parts to the game. I think maybe like like Scott Arfield, one or two others. Yeah. He put that plan together. Mm-hmm. Stephen Gerrard said to him, go and you prep, whatever you need to prep, 
for us to go and win this game because if we want to win the league this season we want to be serious about it we need to go to places like Parkhead and win and they did now you could argue that you know yeah. Barcass was in goals and Celtic were just you know four or five new players as well but ultimately Michael Beale put that plan in place which from that day on Rangers never really looked back no. and Celtic never recovered so he pinpointed the weaknesses in Different the things. all conquering nine in a row Celtic came yeah. up with a game plan and the, the, the players executed it quick break and then we're back more calls next the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars let's go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney Mark Guidi and Frank is on the line a Celtic fan from Mary Hill Good evening Frank Good evening Paul and uh, Mark um, How are you doing? It's regarding, yeah. Good evening It's regarding Mr Beale I look forward to seeing what uh, what he brings to the kind of um, whole yeah. party if you like you know, um, who knows he might be a great success and he might be a complete disaster that's not what I'm on for but the point I'm making is that I heard you mentioning about the contract, or he was talking about contracts for, um, you know... Um, Morellas and Kent, yeah. Now, how can he look these guys straight in the eye with a straight face and talk about loyalty um, and, you know, wanting to sign another contract or whatever, any player, never mind those two, any player. And he did what he did to QPR, you know... <laughs> um, yeah. Ago. And I think it's worthwhile, it's worthwhile re- repeating what his actual quote was at the time when he turned down the Wolves job. Go on. He said, he said, quote, integrity is a real big thing for me and loyalty. I have been all in here and I have been asked, I have asked others to be all in. So I can't be the first person to run away. Weeks later, he was at Rangers. Now, the point here is about integrity. Which the Rangers players Look, if he starts talking about commitment, fully committed to the cause and all the rest of it, just, all the usual guff he's going to come out with. As, all, as, all, as most managers do, yeah. Frank, listen, that's a very real point you're making, Mark. What would you say? He, he, has, he is going to face those questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it, it, when he spoke about the contractual situation with, with Morelos and Kent, he never mentioned the word um, loyalty. And really, the bottom line is, He'll say, well, yeah, I'd like them to stay or I'm not too fussed or whatever it may be. He won't be involved in negotiations. He can speak to them privately. Um, and by the way, players are not naive. Yeah. We, we know football, Paul. We can we can use words like loyalty and integrity. It doesn't bother me because I know the game for what it is. Like I said, you know, everybody, most Celtic fans were had a pop at Brendan Rodgers for, for leaving when he did and, and some still haven't forgiven him and some probably never will. For me, it wasn't a problem. It's part of the game. It's what happens. You just need to deal with it. Uh, you know, if you lose 10 games, they'll sack you. Um, you know, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was sacked. So, um, again, Do you think he'll, I, I, he'll gr- regret it saying just a few weeks ago about loyalty um, and his commitment to Queen's Park Rangers? No, I think he's dealt with it already. He said my family wanted to come back up here as well. They really enjoyed it in Glasgow. And, you know, he's been given the chance to go and work with, with Rangers but he feel, clearly feels he can make a success of it otherwise mm. um, he wouldn't have taken um, the job so look, I get where Frank's coming from but I, I, I don't I don't like um, I, it, it doesn't bother me that kind of thing Paul it's, it's, it's part of the game of football we've seen it we've seen it rest to the it comes but it goes. is something yeah. that Celtic fans and, and you know any neutral observer would say well you're talking about loyalty four weeks ago yeah, yeah. and you've now gone yeah. but well, Frank he won't be the first he's, he's not the last and that's when I said Paul at the top sure, he course. needs to be careful every word he says now because it'll, 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 yeah. it'll get brought back up um, to you um, you know mm. somewhere down the line Frank can I just ask you are you desperate to get back to the football away from the World Cup to get back to the league 
actually probably like to pursue the point I come on to talk about. I thought you might, but we've all got a very short show tonight. Frank, I think you make a really good point. Second, Paul, Go. Mark's tied himself up in knots there, trying to avoid seeing that uh, Mr. Bill lacks integrity. He's tied them up in knots. He didn't know what he's saying there. He's going to back oh. himself as usual. But the point I'm trying to make <laughs> this year, he cannot, he cannot mention integrity to any player, any player at Ibrooks now. He can't mention that. And the point here is that you, you, Mark, you say, oh, okay, it's just part of the game. Part of the game being, uh, being an uh, untrustworthy well, person, is it? He's not. He's not. He's not, he's yeah. not untrustworthy. Listen, here's 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 a crux of it. Here's a crux of it, Frank. QPR, Frank. Frank. No, no. Here's a crux of it. QPR gave him permission to talk. Frank. To, no, no, Frank. To be fair, Frank, I faded you down there. We don't have that much time. What I'm saying is, Frank, you're talking about loyalty and, and integrity. I wasn't tying myself up, not so I'm just taking the game for what it is. See when players and managers are talking about integrity, Frank. And this is where I've got a wee bit more knowledge on it with you because I've been involved in the game right at the heartbeat of the game for 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 yeah. 25 years, yeah. uh, and I've been in, I've been in professional dressing rooms as well with with, with players. So integrity and loyalty doesn't come into it. How much am I getting paid and can I get paid a wee bit more somewhere else? That That's what comes into a lot of their, their minds. But ultimately, it's like any player who's under contract, you can't leave unless the club accepts a bid for you and allows you permission. QPR didn't need to allow him permission. Michael Beals obviously said, listen, I, I want to go and speak to Rangers. Give me a chance to do so. As was the case with Will. And he's decided to take up this chance. And as you said at the top, it might be a brilliant success and it might be a disaster. We don't know at the moment. But in terms of integrity and loyalty, when he's speaking to any player about that, that won't come into the equation. Do you want to come and play for us? You'll be getting paid 20 grand a week and it's a four-year deal. You want to take it? Yes or no? Frank, thanks so much for joining us. We've only got a shorter programme tonight and you made a good point though about it, but Mark gives it as he sees it as well. I mean, he's not, he's not the first manager and he won't be the last or players who say, this is the only club I ever want to play for or manage, and then they're off. Well, we, we know. Yeah, you take it with course. a pinch of salt. Yeah. Take it with a pinch of salt. Frank, thanks for calling. Let's get back to Michael Beale. Want to play a bit more to you. Um, just about him coming back to Rangers and why. It's a huge responsibility to, to a number of people, fans worldwide, to the ball, to the players here. More importantly, the fans, I think. And, and You know, the last two... Two people that have sat in this seat, world-famous players, both national team captains, and in my opinion, both did uh, good jobs, both won a lot of games and won trophies. So the responsibility of being a Rangers manager is huge to a number of people. Uh, I've got huge pride for, for me and my family. Yesterday was a very important day for, for me. And uh, yeah, I'm delighted to be back inside the club. It's not often you get to work for a club this side, size twice, and uh, I'm delighted to be back. The question is, will he be able to overturn Celtic? What's success for him this season? Some people have been calling in saying he needs to win at least one trophy. Yeah. Because this season, well, Celtic nine points ahead. Well, I mean, I think the league's beyond Rangers, being perfectly honest, Paul. But I thought you've, you've got to at least match the previous manual, which has won the Scottish Cup. First um, tie they've got is away to St. Johnson in January. So that's got to be a target, like I said. I know it's 20 years ago, but I'm just on a slight parallel, yeah. parallel to Alan McLeish in um, after Dick Advocate. So going. Um, win a trophy go and show that you can that you can beat Celtic they're at least going to make a fight of it um, moving forward but like I said at the top Paul whether it's Michael Bale or anybody else got a hell of a job in his hands try, trying to overturn Celtic that's for sure here's a little bit more from him speaking about the squad 
We'll come back to that in a few moments there. Michael Beale, the new manager at Rangers. So Celtic, some news this weekend. Uh, in fact, the following weekend, they're going to play Ren in a friendly in Portugal. So yeah. they were down under. We've not, I haven't seen you since uh, they were there. Um, what do you think of the the, the journey to the, the, the way they played? Against Everton, they'd be disappointed not to actually to win. Yeah. And Postecoglou and Celtic look back on it, would they be a successful trip down under? Yeah, I mean, I, matter? You know, I think, you know, for, for, for the football club as a business, it clearly, I don't know the exact figures, but it's clearly been very Money. lucrative. Yep. Um, for Ange, a chance to go back to, to, to Australia where he spent most of his adult um, life. So he would have enjoyed that as well with his family taking Celtic back there. Obviously very proud. Um, going back in terms of losing the games yeah, ideally he'd rather win them but Paul ultimately doesn't matter a jot it's about winning the league it's about winning the cups that's what matters when you get back here and the action's underway again December 17th it'll be here before we know it can't wait to yeah, it gets moving to it. again yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. some good stuff here at home at the weekend uh, some youngsters are being allowed into Queen's Park against Hamilton on Saturday afternoon some schoolboys. so if you haven't been to Hamden we mentioned it last night with yeah. Stephen McGinn could be your first time at the Aye. National Stadium yeah it'll yeah. be good it'll be a good game as well Queen's Park um, doing well Hamilton fighting you know, to try and get, get away from the, the relegation zone under um, John Rankin so yeah it'll be an interesting game Here's a bit more from Michael Beale. He was speaking to Sky, his first big interview about the new job. 100%. I need to look in people's eyes and know that they're here for the right reasons, that they're moving forward, regardless of age. Age is not a factor. The factor is, are they playing for Rangers? Are they all in? Are they working every day to make a stronger Rangers? Are they a good teammate? Are they a good person around the building? Those things are really important to me. That's what's been... Uh, spoken about behind the scenes. I've told him I've got a big belief in him. Otherwise, I I wouldn't have you know wanted to come back. Um, and it's a privilege to be here working with him. I think we just need to have a little bit of a shake and a little bit of an honest conversation and get back to standards. The players play. You know, coaches come up with various ideas uh, about how to play, but the players actually go on the pitch and put their boots on and play. Six months ago, this is the Europa League finalists. That's what I got offered. I got offered to come and work with the Europa League finalists. And that is a huge privilege and a sense of pride coming back. But this team is not as broken as people think. And if people think that outside, then the only people that can change that are the people inside. And we've got to go now. There's no time to wait. So if people are not all in, they can, they can go to one side. And the people are, oh, well, I'll move forward with those. Mark? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's sounding pretty ruthless there. You know, he'll, yeah. he'll have conversations. He'll, he'll look players in the eye. He'll be able to tell with body language. He'll be able to tell over the course of those conversations, you know, what the players think of him. And are they going to be with him? Are they going to give 100%? You know, does he believe that those are the right guys to uh, to ultimately go and, and, and stop Celtic, to go and try and beat Celtic? For me at the moment, there's quite a distance between Celtic and Rangers. You know, and I'm not just talking about the, the nine points overall in terms of the quality yeah. of the squads. The infrastructure at the clubs, the bank balances of the clubs, everything, you know, Celtic, Celtic are ahead. Um, so he needs to go and find a way uh, of overturning that. And it's going to be very, very difficult, Paul. But I'd imagine, like I say, if it was Michael Beale or anybody else, I think the evidence is there and it's been there for over a year now. This squad needs an overhaul. It needs more quality. And over the next two windows, Michael Beale uh, and all the staff at Rangers, the board and Ross Wilson and his department need to find a way of improving that squad what kind of money do you think he needs in January I know a lot still to be happen that uh, happened before then five games what do you think ballpark he needs well, I always find yeah. it difficult to put a, a, a price yeah. in time because you can pick up bargains you know for yeah. for nothing you know, you know if you're looking at Rangers you know they, they, they get James Tavernier for 300 grand they get, they get Connor Goldson for nothing 
get Calvin Street. Bassey for yeah. 200 grand, they get Scott Glenn Arfield for nothing, they yep. get Morelos for, for, for a million. Um, so it's not always about about uh, money. You know, you look across the road at Celtic, Jackie Mack is two and a half million. Yeah. Juranovic, two million. You know, Jota, initially in loan, then then six million. Joe Hart, a free. You know, so you look at all that kind of stuff. So for me, it's always about being creative, having relationships with 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 agents, with people at other football clubs, so that you can try and get a match uh, on your rival. So it's about relationships, about being creative, it's about wheeling and dealing. Um, it's about getting as much as you can if a player you want a player to go it's about getting as much as you can in the transfer market for that player whether you're doing a swap deal or whether you're selling them so it's all those kind of things folks. so even if Rangers were even if Michael Beale yeah. were Magic Wand and said there's 30 million Michael yeah. you know it's about how you it's about how you spend it you know so I, I don't, it's not necessarily about a figure just it's about trying to trying to improve things first and foremost like look at that chunk of five games Win those five games, it, it, they'll imagine it's, it's game on. But as I say, Celtic in, in so many areas at the moment, I think are a good distance ahead. Quick one, we've only got a minute to go. Juranovic, do you think he will stay or because he's playing so well in the World Cup? And uh, Celtic bringing in Alistair Johnson as well, we know it, succession. It, it, it looks as though it's set up for Juranovic to, to, to be sold, but we'll wait and see. Okay. Bob Keeler is on the Go Radio Business Show on Sunday morning with Hunter and Hockey, one of the top business people in the country, former chairman of Scottish Enterprise. Brilliant guy as well, and he loves his football, so he will be on on yeah. Sunday morning. Uh, Mark, tonight, who's going to win? Two great players. I know there's others as well. Oh, Messi or Lewandowski tonight? Argentina for me tonight, Paul. Lionel Messi. Argentina, right? Yes. You won't be crying then for Poland uh, this evening. <laughs> Mark, uh, thank you so thanks, much. Paul. Enjoy the football over the weekend. Well and we'll be back with tomorrow night at five with Barry Ferguson and then we're back in a couple of weeks time obviously getting ready for the big kickoff as we get back to the action Rangers against Hibs Celtic at Aberdeen when it all comes back thanks so much for listening we're back tomorrow night at five with Barry up next is the news and then Jokal Day The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go, go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.